Hi, I'm Dee Dee Bass Wilbon. And I'm Dina Bass Williams. And we are the Bass, Bass Sisters. Sisters. <laughs> Welcome to Policy and Pound Cake. We are so excited about Policy and Pound Cake. We were originally going to do Policy and Pound Cake in March, March 17th at the National Press Club. Then COVID-19 happened, and so things changed a little bit. But Policy and Pound Cake is a way for us to come to you together and have conversations conversations about policy and communication and the best way to communicate cons our conservative views. So um, the name Policy and Pound Cake, um, you may be wondering about that. It comes from two things. One, policy, obviously, but pound cake. Our mom makes the best pound mm. cake in the world. And she actually sent me, she had the nerve to send me a picture of her pound cake yesterday. Oh. <laughs> she <laughs> makes amazing pound cake. And the best conversations that we had growing up and in life have been around our mom's kitchen table with a good cup of coffee and a piece of pound cake. So we want to kind of create those conversations here. And um, like Didi said, we wanna um, work on the best ways to message, to communicate our conservative values and conservative principles, complicated conservative policies. So that begs the question, are we conservatives? Yes, we actually happen to be conservatives and we are Republicans. We recognize that, that they're not the same thing. And one day we might have a policy and pound cake about the difference between a conservative and a Republican. We, we know people are freaked out by labels, but we, we're not. We actually happen yeah. to be um, both conservatives and Republicans. And policy and pound cake is about, um, as Didi said, sharing conservative principles. And this first conservative um, conversation that we want to have, this conversation that we want to have is about capitalism. And we know that we can't boil it down in one 15 to 20 minute conversation on Zoom, um, but we'd love to begin talking about what is capitalism. So. so I'm going to give you and share with you the Google definition of capitalism. So I'm going to share my screen with you really quickly and give you exactly what that definition is. So, what is capitalism? An economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by pri private owners for profit rather than by the state. So, there are three myths of capitalism, and these are the three myths that we have to continuously argue against. Capitalists are by default greedy. Capitalism crushes the poor. And the third one, the third one we will talk about later on in other policy and pound cakes, but we wanted to share it with you. Capitalism is a zero sum game. Now, the media, and we all know these people, and these are some of the, the more noticeable or recognizable um, capitalists. Capitalists are by default greedy. Gordon Gecko from the movie Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, the wolf of Wall Street, everyone knows Ebenezer Scrooge, and of course the Duke brothers. Not to be confused with Bo and Luke, <laughs> these are the Duke brothers from the movie Trading Places. Yes, absolutely. Capitalists are not by default greedy. In our life, we have some people that we admire and that we hold very dear to us um, 
that are absolutely just amazing people. Everyone is familiar with Madam C.J. Walker. She is considered one of the first self-made millionaires in America. And Madam C.J. Walker started her hair care um, empire to empower women, to encourage women, um, and, to, and, and to help women become more um, independent. But she also wanted to give back and show other women exactly how to do what she was doing to create wealth for their families, just as she created wealth for her families. And that's not greedy. That's not greedy. That's very smart. Absolutely. We think. Travis Steffens, who is a client of ours and also becoming a very dear friend, Travis has helped hundreds of individuals out of poverty, um, encouraging them and showing them a way of um, creating wealth for themselves. And he has done this and has a huge heart to continue to help all of America. And we can't forget Armstrong Williams, who is our mentor and friend and who's wildly successful. And he has continued to support and encourage me and Dina and our business and so many others that are around him. And he loves and enjoys empowering and helping other people. And these are people who are creating wealth for their families and want to share and show others how to do the exact same. Right. And so I think one of the things that, oh, look, they're the Bass sisters. <laughs> I think the thing that's important to note is that, yes, there are people like Gordon Gecko. That, 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 you know, that's a character, but the Wolf of Wall Street was a real person. So there are real people who are capitalists and that are greedy. But in our lives, the people that we admire, like Madam C.J. Walker and the people who are actually the capitalists, the free market capitalists who are actually in our lives, like Travis and Armstrong, who are wildly successful, are not greedy. They're altruistic. They want to help other people. And so we want and to be- And so like are the Bass sisters. Right. We want to do the same. We want to create wealth for our families, as Dina says, for the Rugrats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're also, we all, we're also helping our community and our church family as well. Capitalism crushes the poor. So of course, you know, we have these, again, these media images, you know, Les Mis, we see the people, the poor downtrodden, and, and we see, you know, movies like Norma Ray. but in real life, you know, what people, I, again, I think this is where we as conservatives and people who love the free market, we need to do a better job of dispelling this myth that capitalism crushes the poor. Mm -hmm. um, I think the next slide may be um, a video that we're gonna actually put the volume down on, but um, we'll link to this video in our, in our bio, but we love this video because it begins to show how through the course of history, as, as communities, countries began to have free markets, stable, um, rules of law, uh, independent, um, valuing the, you know, the individual, which is total capitalism. As those things happen, people began to be free and people begin, and people are moved out of poverty. And so um, eventually you'll see how he charts that there. And I think one thing that we, again, have to dispel the myth is that most people, if I told you that, that in the last, that since 1970, um, billions of people have been lifted out of poverty because of capitalism. You probably wouldn't believe me. I actually didn't think that was true either. Um, but, you know, smart people like Pew, Pew Charitable Trust and others will, again, link to those in our Facebook page and in this post as well. But 
literally billions of people have been lifted out of poverty because of capitalism. And here are the numbers. Um, so since 1970, four, um, in 1970, there were 403 million people who lived on a dollar a day or less. Now that is extreme poverty. They lived on a dollar a day or less. That's 403 million people. Now, um, it, actually in 2006, when the um, latest numbers that we have showed, there were 152 million people who lived on a dollar a day or less. And granted, we want to move even more people out of poverty, but think of that. That's an 80% reduction in, in, in stark starvation and poverty. And that's because of markets opening. And that's that graph there that we love to see those, um, those dots on that chart as people move into um, independence, free markets and wealth. And it's because of free markets, it's because of um, giving individuals the chance to um, chart their own way and chart their own course um, and it is because of capitalism. We need to do a better job of messaging that. And Dina, you know what? I want to go back to, um, we didn't show the Gallup poll um, of millennials, Gen Xers, and baby boomers. Oh, yeah. That's, so let me, let me show you, let me share that screen with you really quickly. Yeah, I think that, um, is this the Gallup poll from last year? This is the Gallup poll from last year. Okay. And this poll, and I thought this was just, I mean, the numbers on here, when you see the numbers, I was like totally surprised by some, and then by some, I wasn't surprised at all. But if you scroll down, when it talks about the trend and positive views toward capitalism, socialism by generation, 51% of millennials view capitalism in a positive way. And then if you see the Gen Xers, 61%, which is our generation, we view capitalism in a positive way. And baby boomers, it's 68%. Now, what I was a little surprised by is the 39% of Gen Xers view it, uh, view socialism in that, that number. Yeah, that's that shocking. surprises me a little bit about our generation. I, th I thought that it would be fewer. That's, that makes me nervous that as almost 40% of... Um, Gen Xers view socialism positively. Right. And then but, if you move if we move down a little further, the trend and positive views toward free enterprise. Now this is this is gonna surprise you too. 83% of millennials view free enterprise positively. That does not surprise me because the eight that 83%, those well, are the Uber drivers, the DoorDash the um the youtubers that's that group i believe mm -hmm. and then gen xers it's 88 percent view at free enterprise and baby boomers are at 91 percent well you know when you when you talk about um millennials and the gig economy generation that mm -hmm. makes sense for them to view free enterprise but i'm actually when you when i actually saw that number that 80 mm -hmm. percent of millennials view free enterprise favorably right my knee jerk is like that has to be wrong because they hate capitalism exactly that's they what i thought too favorably but when you point out the get like that they are the gig economy then that makes sense but do they not realize that the gig economy is is the is the purest example of capitalism exactly so that's why i think this is very important to have these conversations 
um, to continue to have these conversations and opening up and showing these numbers because I'm not sure if people are, if they're realizing what the numbers show and what the definitions mean. So I think this is very, very good. And I think a lot of people like we are, like we were com uh, surprised and not surprised by some of these numbers from this poll. Mm -hmm. So now we should talk about communicating the principles of capitalism because this is what policy and pound cake is all about. We understand that capitalism is a conservative principle. And so what are the best ways to communicate it? The first thing is fairness. Um, and that's actually one of our principles when we're communicating anything, what is fair? Like what is the fair thing to do? And so when we're talking about capitalism, we can't allow people to box us into the Gordon Gecko, into the, the Duke brothers, into the Wolf of Wall Street. We have to show examples of people like Travis, Steffens, who does the fair thing. He mm -hmm. creates a company that is um, financially solvent, that's healthy and fit, but that empowers people. Um, and the principle of capitalism, it's fair that if I create a product and I take it to market, I bear the risk, I put in the financial um, resources to take it to market, the blood, sweat, and tears to take it to market, it's only fair that I get the rewards for that. And so People want to paint capitalism into this idea that it's greedy, that people are only out for themselves. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to increase your wealth, increase your family's wealth so that you can do more for the world. But it's, but it's also about fairness. So the first principle of capitalism is that we want to create language that focuses on the, the, the notion, the truth, that it is actually fair that people, um, when they create something, that they get the um the benefit of it so that's principle one and so the second is the the evidence the proof okay so when people talk about capitalism and socialism and we haven't really gotten into socialism in this session and we will do it um as we go along but the evidence shows that capitalism works Billions of people have been lifted out of poverty because of capitalism and when we look at examples of where socialism, and I know we're not talking about that, but the evidence shows that socialism doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Venezuela, Cuba, um, uh, and we think of countries that even toyed with socialism, like Israel after the um, Second World War, um, India after the Second World War, these countries are moving, have moved towards capitalism because capitalism works. So the evidence shows, let's not talk about like um, what we feel, Let's talk about what we know. And right. we know the evidence shows that capitalism works. Right. And so the third is that we, we, we have to go into, into this conceding that capitalism is not perfect. We have to have guardrails. We do have examples of, of excess and, um, and, and we do have examples of actual greed where people do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So if we, if, as communicators, as we message the, um, the power of capitalism, if we go into to the, to the conversation saying that capitalism is the best thing since sliced bread, and it's okay that, that a drug maker charges 500 times the amount to, um, uh, for a life-saving cure because he created it, we're going to lose the conversation. So we have to concede that capitalism needs guardrails and that um, uh, 
in that it's not perfect, but it is because of the evidence, it is the best system that we have seen um, in recorded history to lift people out of poverty and to free people. So that's what we're talking about this week. And um, Didi, what are we gonna talk about next week? Well, next week we are going to go back to the myth that capitalism is a zero sum game. It is not a zero sum game. And we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna get a little bit more in depth on that next week, next time we have policy and pound cake. We're gonna take you back to civics class. So we've been doing, what is it? Social, I mean, dis social distancing and distance learning, <laughs> distance education. <laughs> so we're, we're gonna take you back to civics class and we're gonna talk, talk about, pull out um, Adam Smith's Wealth of Nations. So get ready for that. It's gonna be really fun and interesting. And we're going to talk about one of our, I think he's yours too, right, Dina? One of our favorite presidents, right? James he's Garfield. He's definitely one of my favorite presidents. He's definitely one of Dina's. He's one of mine as well. I do have another favorite president. We'll talk about him later. But we're going to talk about um, one of our favorite presidents, um, James Garfield. We're going to talk about one of his, his we're going to talk about his inaugural address where he discussed labor and ending and how ending slavery was one of the most important political changes in American history and moves us to a more perfect union and how when people control the fruits of their labor, that's capitalism. So get this out. If you don't have it, pull it out, find it. <laughs> I know you all have a copy of the inaugural addresses. <laughs> of course, it's in your libraries. And this is some good COVID reading. So join us. For the next Policy and Pound Cake, stay tuned to BassPublicAffairs.com for more information. And we will see you next time. See you next time.